and we're back. Spew Sports Entertainment Weekly. The Sam Peppy Will Experience. Um, no guests today. No guests today. We're kind of free balling it here, but that's okay. Um, I think we just want to hop right into it. So NBA and NHL are both in playoff mode. Um, NHL is currently three games in, and NBA is starting um, tonight. Actually, the first game. Uh, well, actually, I guess they had a playing game. They had the Blazers and the Grizzlies, which the Blazers won. So now the Blazers are the eight seed playing the Lakers. Uh, but I guess we can start with NHL. So um, I'm going to read out who's up in the And basically, there's three of us. So two of us will have. We're going to have to decide on who's going to win. Start at the Eastern Conference. Number one seed Flyers, number 12 seed Canadians. Um, so the first game, Flyers won 2-1. Uh, the Canadians won the second, and Flyers just won last night. So Flyers are up 2-1. Who do you guys see moving on? Uh, I mean, it should be the Flyers. Um, they were kind of rolling in the round robin, going 4-0, beating up on all the other really good teams. Uh, and I was honestly thought going this, it was probably going to be a sweep, considering how deep the Flyers are and how good they looked. But... Carey Price is kind of reverted back to his old form after a couple not-so-good years. And on top of that, the Canadians have kind of perfected their style through that first series with the Penguins and kind of ran rampant on the Flyers in Game 2 with that 5-0 win. But it looks like Philly's kind of bounced back, come back to their roots. Um, I'd be surprised if the Canadians were able to sneak out another win. So I think this series should be over by Game 5. What happened to their coach? I was, like, reading something that he was, like, sick or something. Is that true? The Flyers or the Canadians? The Canadians, the Canadians. Maybe it wasn't the head coach. I don't know. I was reading something that one of the coaches got sick, went to the hospital or something. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I feel like I might have saw something about that, but I don't remember who it was. Yeah. Oh, I agree. I think the yes, Flyers it doesn't affect them. I think the Flyers will win. Uh, it might take – I think it'll take five games. I think the Flyers will win. So, yeah. Happy? Yeah. Got to go with the, the hometown. Yeah. This one. Um, it's kind of cool to see all these people hype up Carter Hart. It's his second year, right? Second year? It's not his first year, is it? He might have played a oh. little last year. I forget. No, I think this might be his rookie year. Um, this is rookie year? Yeah, and it's kind of nice seeing, like, the, Can- the Canadian, like, old guard goalie, Carey Price, um, kind of giving way to the who should be his, like, heir apparent Carter Hart as far as, like, who's going to represent Canada moving forward in the international tournament and all that stuff. So, kind of interesting to That's see sick. that. Yeah, I didn't know that. That's pretty sick. All right, moving on. Let's go number two, Tampa Bay Lightning. Versus number nine, Columbus Blue Jackets. Uh, let me see here. So the Lightning are up 2-1 in this series. I like the Lightning, so I'm going to pick them. I'm not a big – I don't really know many people on the Blue Jackets, but I know the Lightning are good. And they, the Lightning have the one seed going into the seeding games, I know. So I'm going to go Lightning here. Um, the – I'm – also, going to the Lightning, they're really talented, um, and this is a chance for them to kind of exercise the uh, 
sweep from last year when they came in as the one. They got swept by the Blue Jackets for the eight. Um, but the one hiccup is the Blue Jackets kind of play like the perfect playoff style where like they play like the Canadian style where they kind of can just slow the game down and clog everything up. And then they have enough talent where the Canadians don't, where they can come back and attack and um, put some shots on that. I mean, so far the Lightning have kind of been controlling play, even in the four overtime game, they almost put up a hundred shots on the uh, Blue Jackets. Um. I'd be surprised if Blue Jackets are able to maintain any sort of, like, consistency throughout the series, considering how it's the same Lightning team as last year, who almost set a record for points, plus a couple more depth players who are more playoff-ready players. Like, um, something like Blake Coleman's huge, because he kind of plays that perfect third line. He can play on the penalty kill, give you a couple goals, has some skill kind of guy, so... I'd be surprised if the Blue Jackets were able to pull this out, but I would think it's going to be a more hard-fought series going forward than the Flyers and Canadians. All right. Sounds good. Peppy? Yeah, I'll go with Lightning on this one. I honestly never even heard of the Blue Jackets. I'm not too well-versed in the NHL area, but it's kind of cool to see all these teams. Columbus, Ohio, sounds like a great place to be. Just kidding. (laughs) But, yeah, I'll go Lightning on this one. Sam said it nicely. Uh, Moving on, number three, Washington Capitals. Uh, Number seven, New York Islanders. The Islanders are actually up 3-0, kind of surprising in this series. Um, What does everyone think? I think the Islanders, you can't come back. You're not coming back from 3-0. So, I think Islanders just have to get one more win, and whether it'll take five or six games, I think they'll do it. Yeah. Capitals were the ones that won last year, right? Two years ago. Right. Two years ago, I think the Blues won last year. Yeah, the Blues won last year, so two yeah. years ago. Um, but the thing is, the Islanders just have well, they have the Capitals coach from the year they won. They bear trots, it's a big deal because he's a great coach. And they, like the other teams, are pretty defense first. Um, and they have just this style that they're able to play to perfection. And they have a game-breaking talent with guys like Matt Barzal. Anders Lee's had a very good series. Um, and they have Mitch Korn, probably the best goalie coach in the NHL, who's kind of helped transform these guys. And a guy like uh, Samian Verlamov, who most people thought was pretty washed after his troubles with kidnapping and aggravated assault in Colorado. Oh God. Um, <laughs> after that, people thought he was going to be washed. But the Anders have brought him back, brought him back to relevance. Um, and it looks like the capital is just they're an old team and going in a lot of people were, were speculating that older teams were going to have trouble getting back to game speed considering the weird layoff and the amount of time off and how long it takes and then you look at a team like the Islanders who Matt Barzal is super young, Anthony Bouvier is young, Andre Lee's relatively young um, they've kind of had the jump early on the capitals and at this point they've kind of smothered them and yeah the series is pretty much over it's kind of crazy that like the break can do that to them. Like, I don't know. I don't know if that's directly caused by that, but that sounds like it could be a thing. That's kind of crazy. Poor Capitals, man. Because <laughs> they were number one, right? They were three. Three. Okay. There's Bruins, Lightning, Capitals, Flyers. All right. Speaking of the Bruins, number four, Boston Bruins uh, versus number six, Carolina Hurricanes. The Bruins are up 2-1 on the series. Um, 
you know what? I'm going to go Hurricanes here. I think the Hurricanes are going to come back. It's four versus six, so it wouldn't be a shock. But I think, uh, I don't know, whenever I play NHL, I love playing with the Canes. Don't know why, but they're always like a fast team. Let me go Hurricanes here. Yeah, I mean, coming into this, it looked like the Hurricanes might be able to kind of run over the Bruins considering how bad the Bruins played in the round robin. Um, But the Bruins have kind of just jolted back to their usual game speed. They have the best line in hockey with Brad Marchand, um, Bergeron, Dave Pasternak. But um, on top of that, um, the Hurricanes were coming in, basically dismantled the Rangers, probably as far as the qualification series go. The biggest blowout they had, um, just absolute dominating series, and it looked like they, this was going to be one of the more hard-fought, maybe go seven series. But last game, the Hurricanes lost their second-best offensive player, Evgeny Sveshnikov. Um, he went down on his knee or ankle, just kind of like probably tore something. So he's probably done for the year. And I think with that, the Hurricanes lose a whole lot of uh, dynamic offensive talent. And as far as like being able to match up with the Bruins, the Bruins could negate their top line with Sebastian Ajo, Sebastian Ajo, pretty easily. So I think the Bruins might unfortunately slink through this round. Pepe, you have the deciding vote. Sam was pretty convincing right there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think I think losing one of your good your, your players is, is a big big thing, especially coming back in. So I go Bruins on this one, even though they're down. No, they're, Bruins are up. They're up, up one. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Hurricanes right. are down. Bruins. All right, now I move to the Western Conference. Uh, let's go number one seed, Vegas Golden Knights. Whereas number 12, Chicago Blackhawks. Um, let's see here. Four, four. Mm-hmm. So the Golden – oh, wait, they played four games. Sorry. Golden Knights are up 3-1. Yeah, they played in another game. Uh, they, they're up 3-1. Um, Vegas? Uh, Sam, do they still have uh, former Penguins goalie? Yeah, they still have Flurry, but they've been riding with Robin Lehner this year. Okay. He's a gotcha. bit more talented at this point. Flurry's kind of getting up there in age. Yeah. Um, yeah, the series isn't close, and it should have never been close. Blackhawks don't really, like, deserve to be here all that much. Coming yeah. as one of the worst teams in the qualification round. Um, and the Knights are one of the deepest teams. Uh, they have Max Pacioretty, Mark Stone, a lot of good defensemen like Nate Schmidt, um, and Shea Theodore. So they're pretty well stocked at every position, so – Probably whenever they play next, it's going to be the last game. Win 4-1, move on yeah. pretty quick. I would say Golden Knights here too. Peppy? Yeah, I go Golden Knights. I have a question. Do they travel to, for between – or they just pick them one place and stick and do it? They just have the yeah, two no. bubbles. So the Western mm-hmm. games, these games are all played in Edmonton, and then the Eastern games are all played in Toronto. Okay. That makes sense. That's – that's what that's the way to do it. All right. So Golden Knights there. Uh, number two, Colorado Avalanche versus number eleven Arizona Coyotes. Um, let me see here. Three, three. So the Avalanche are up two one. Um, I honestly do not know much about either of these teams, but 
I'm going to go with – you know what? I'm going to go with the Coyotes. They'll come back. They're the number two seed. Oh, wait, never mind. Sorry. Coyotes are 11. I'll go with the Avalanche. They're up. They're the number two seed. I think they'll be able to get it done. Yeah, before the playoffs, I picked the Avalanche to win the Cup. They just have so much game-breaking talent on their top line. Nathan McKinnon could be argued as the best player in all of hockey. He's the number one center, and he's been rolling. And Mika Rantanen as a sidekick. And they have talent all down their forward lines. And now they have Kale McCarr, um, who's probably going to win Rookie of the Year on defense. And two goalies they can count on. Uh, I feel like it's a pretty safe bet for them to make it out of this series and continue on, most yeah. likely to the Western Conference Finals. Sounds good. So that'd be Avalanche or Coyotes. Um, I'm going to go Avalanche. Just to... Three for three. Yeah. yeah. All right, we got a few more. Number three, Dallas Stars versus number eight, Calgary Flames. Uh, let me see here. Flames one, Stars two, Flames. It looks like it's 2-2 two, two here. <clears throat> yeah, this game, this one's pretty tight. Um, I like the Flames, personally. I just like their players a little bit more. I like Johnny Goudreau. Um Johnny Hockey, I like Matt to Chuck. Um, but the Stars um, probably would have been better off uh, if they didn't have their whole first season or first month of the season where they were in dead last. They've kind of rebounded, um, got themselves into the round robin. They have some great talent. And Tyler Sagan, John Klingberg, Ben Bishop, all guys you can count on. Um, but the Flames are one of the better qualification round teams. So I'm not surprised this is going to break in pretty even. I think this is one of the upset areas. So I'm going to stick with the Flames. I think they'll continue on. Um, especially, yeah, with just the talent they have with Sean Monaghan, Johnny Boudreau, and Giordano, all their, all their guys, I think, will just are a more cohesive unit. I think I agree. I think I'm going to pick the Flames in six here. I'll go with Lambs too. Here. All right, so that's our upset pick. It's a good one. Uh, all right, moving for the the reigning champion, St. Louis Blues, uh, versus number seven, Vancouver Canucks. So Canucks, Canucks. So it looks like uh, the Canucks are up two one here. A couple OT games already. Um, so it looks like a close series. Um, I don't know. I'm going to pick the the reigning champs. I think the Blues will pull it out. Maybe six games. I kind of like the Canucks just because they have all the young guys. And they have, like, Quinn Hughes, who's probably going to be runner-up for Rookie of the Year. Um, Elias Pettersson's in his second year. Um, he was great last year and has continued to be great. Brock Besser's young. They're kind of like that team who this is the year they come into the playoffs, uh, kind of get knocked around. But and then learn from it and come back next year. But that hasn't really been the case this series. They've kind of taken it to an older, more well-refined Blues team who right now is just dealing with struggles in net, considering they started Jordan Binghamton in the first two games, went to Jake Allen last game and won. So now they have a question mark moving forward. Obviously with the Canucks, they seem a bit more stable right now at the moment. And they have more of the kind of the speed and the talent that can kind of take over games. Uh, where the Blues are kind of more structure, and when that structure kind of starts to, to crumble and they don't get the defense they're used to, they could 
I could definitely see the Canucks coming out of this in six or seven. All right, Pepe, you have yeah. the deciding vote. Hello, Canucks. Looks like they never won a Stanley Cup before, so it'd be cool if they moved on. Even though I have no idea what a Canuck is, is that supposed to be like a thing? Just a name for a Canadian. You call it like Canadian people. Oh, Canucks. really? Yeah. Kind of, kind of sounds more like a hate word than anything else. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Canucks. It's cool, though. Killer, killer whale orca mascot. That's awesome. Let's go Canucks. All right. Sounds good. So now we got the first round out of the way. Now it's all hypotheticals. Let's go Flyers uh, versus Lightning in the second round. Uh, I would have liked the Flyers before the first round, but after seeing kind of how they played, uh, the Lightning are going to present them like a lot of problems if the Lightning are rolling coming into the second round. Um, they're both extremely deep, but the Lightning are a bit more talented offensively, uh, and maybe even a little bit defensively, considering the best defenseman in the series. Um, what the Flyers would probably be hoping for is that the Blue Jackets drag this out, tire them out, that the Flyers can kind of continue and use their speed to kind of grind the blue the lightning down. I'm gonna stick with the Flyers, but I think it'll be a great series. Yep, yeah, I agree. I'm picking Flyers here. Maybe a, maybe a yeah, seven Flyers game series. Win. All right, <clears throat> moving down the list, uh, we had the we picked. I'm sorry, no, we had the Islanders, and then the Bruins. Um, I feel like this would be a close one. I think the Bruins probably should win this series. But the Islanders are hot, so I don't know. I kind of like – it's hard to root against the Bruins. Uh, I actually – now with Tuka Rass leaving the bubble, um, and now they're on their backup, I think the Islanders would be able to kind of take advantage of that considering that they're a team that doesn't score a lot of goals. But if given the opportunity to take get early leads, they're pretty good at shutting everything down. So I think they could probably pull it off on the Bruins – who right now aren't functioning very deep, at least offensively. Uh, they're not scoring a ton. So I think it'll be tough for them to find a way around a pretty stingy Islanders defense. So I think the Islanders take that in a surprise upset in the second round. Yeah, I agree. Peppy? Yeah, that'd be awesome. All right, so, so we got the Flyers and the Islanders moving on. Let's go to the West. Uh, we have the Vegas Golden Knights and Colorado Avalanche. This would be a very tight one, I think. I don't know. I really don't know who to pick here. This is tough because I feel like whoever comes out of this will probably win the cup. I feel like they're the two deepest, most talented teams. They both have some pretty good um, superstars at the top. I'd like McKinnon a little bit more. I think if he gets rolling, the Avalanche are tough to stop. And if the Avalanche can stay healthy, I'm going to stick with the Avalanche. Um, this is one I think is definitely going seven. Could be one of those all-time classic series we get when we used to get those Blackhawks versus Kings series in the early 2000s where it was whoever won the Western Conference is most likely going to run over whoever won the East. So I'm going to stick with the Avalanche. Um, yeah, that's – yeah. All right. I'm hearing a lot of good things about McKinnon, so I'm going to stick with the Avalanche too. I'm going to go Golden Knights. Because they're the only team I ever win hockey bets on for some weird reason. Whenever I bet on them, they win. Because they win a lot. But <laughs> they're, they're the only success I've had in the NHL. <laughs> so I'm sticking with them. All right. Um, 
Moving on, we got the. Do we pick Calgary? Do we pick Calgary Flames? Yeah. Yeah. All right. <clears throat> we got the Flames and. I think you you and Peppy picked Canucks. I'm yeah. Sure. Yeah. Flames and Canucks. Um, I'm going to go Flames here. Um, I think the Canucks are just. I don't, it'll be a close series, but I'm going to go Flames. I do like. I think this is a series like a, a series that's kind of wide open like this. Kind of helps the Flames out with their stars like Goudreau, who kind of hasn't really struggled per se, but definitely does better when he doesn't have guys constantly on top of him, pushed him into the boards. Um, as most superstars probably do better when they don't have that happening to them. But I'm going to go with the Flames just because they're a little bit more talented. They're way deeper. Um, but I think the great equalizer could probably be goaltending, where I trust Vancouver's Jacob Markstrom way more than I trust Cam Talbot at this point. But um, it'll be interesting to see uh, if Markstrom would be able to even out the talent disparity. But right now I'm going to stick with the Flames. Flames too. All right, so we have a final four of sorts of the Avalanche, the Flames, the Flyers, and the Islanders in an upset pick. So sticking with the West, uh, we have the Avalanche and the Flames. This should be an easy. We go Avalanche. Yeah. All right. Peppy. Yep. Yep. All right. yep. We have the Avalanche representing the Western Conference, and then we have the Flyers and the Islanders, and. Uh, so a New York and a Philly team that could be kind of fun. Um, I think if the Islanders get this far, they really have a shot to go all the way. But I do think the Flyers might have their easiest series on them. Like they, in a way, maybe not the Canadians, but like they're if they already beat the Lightning, I think they could beat the Islanders. Yeah, they'll be the more talented team coming in. They have more offensive talent and better defensemen. But it's come down to who if they're able to figure out how to score against the Islander system because that's something a lot of teams haven't really figured out so far. Um, so we'll see. I'm going to stick with the Flyers. I kind of trust the talent there. But if the if you're right, the Islanders have gotten this far. Um, they've been doing something right. Yeah. So I wouldn't expect it to be a walk in the park. No, no. Them. It'd be a six or seven game series, I think. All right. So basically we have the Avalanche and the Flyers. So without trying, we got Sam's pick. <laughs> Sam already picked this. Yeah. <laughs> like a week ago. Um, yeah, I'm sticking with the Avs over the Flyers, too. Just we kind of gone over it every round by just having someone like Nathan McKinnon who you can just hand the puck off to and just kind of get out of the way. It's such a huge factor as far as like what teams have to plan against, stuff like that. Um, takes a load off everyone else. And the Flyers don't really have someone who's like that kind of level of take over the game. Mm-hmm. So, well, I'm, I'm sick with the hometown. We have flyers here. So, Pepe, it's up to you. Yeah, the uneducated one, the flyers, just because, yeah, you can't say avalanche. I'm going flyers. All right. Well, the spew pick, NHL pick, is the Philadelphia Flyers will be your 2020 quarantine champions. Um, <laughs> all right. Good stuff. Sounds so weird. It does sound really weird. Quarantine champion. Um, Okay. Uh, Let me pull up the NBA quickly. All right. This should be easier because we know the teams a little bit more. At least me and Pepe are more familiar with basketball than we are with hockey. So um, let's start with the West. 
very probably one of the best eight seeds I've ever seen. But Lakers versus the Blazers, we know Dame has been going off the bubble MVP. Some might argue Devin Booker, but Dame might be the bubble MVP. He averaged like 45 points or something. something well, it's crazy. weird that like in the regular season when it's player of the week um, and Booker averaged 50 points a game for a whole week, he didn't win it because the Suns didn't win the games. But now <laughs> – But now you win the games. And now he doesn't thinking, matter. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It was between – Yeah. All right. So, Lakers, uh, Blazers – I think the Lakers went in five. I think the Blazers steal one game. Yeah, I agree with that. I go, think there's too much hype around the Blazers. Yeah, yeah, I'm gonna go Lakers sweep. Um, the that Blazers just don't really have anyone who can defend anyone. So probably no, I agree with that. Probably the most interesting first round matchup: Rockets and Thunder. Uh, there's, I don't know if there's bad blood, but the a lot of these, like, they had the big trade between these teams. So, like, these, these, yeah, all the guys know each other pretty well playing in this series. Um, Thunder, you got SGA, uh, you got Chris Paul, um, Steven Adams, and then the Rockets. Uh, Russ is out like the first game, so that may impact things. Uh, but you got, you got James Harden, so you're not, you're not going to be down. This will be tough. Um, I'm going to go Rockets in six. Yeah, it's definitely going to go six or seven, I think. I don't think it's going to be easy for the Rockets to get past them. But I could I could see the Thunder kind of taking the series weirdly. But yeah, they could. They could. Uh, I'm, I'm the Thunder's a good guy. team. Yeah, I'm too big of a yeah. hardened guy to think that he lets this happen. And especially with him and Russ now kind of balancing out the offense there, um, especially since they're playing a team that's not – I mean, they have Steven Adams, but the Thunder aren't necessarily a huge team that can kind of prey upon the Rockets for being small. So the only way they're going to stick with them is to defend Harden and Westbrook as best they can. I mean, Shy Gildas Alexander is a pretty lengthy big point guard, so he might be able to help with that. Um, and they have some pretty good Dennis Schroeder. They have good wings uh, all around. They have some length, but... It's James Harden. Like, I don't yeah. see, I don't see them being able to completely contain him. Charlie, we'll see. We're going Rockets. Oh, Rockets it is. All right, uh, Nuggets. Sorry, three seed Nuggets, six seed Jazz. Kind of similar teams. I usually get these teams mixed up. Um, so you got Jokic uh, versus Donovan Mitchell, essentially. Um. I think the Nuggets are a little more well-rounded of a team. So, like, whenever you have Jokic, he's a top 12 player in the league, I think. So, I'm I'm going to go Nuggets here. Nuggets in five. My one issue with the Nuggets is just they the bubble was such a weird time for them. They were testing out so many just, like, wild things. They had the giant lineup. Um, they had Jokic running point. Um, they only recently got Jamal Murray back. Um, so, they haven't been completely healthy. They haven't completely – reintegrated all their chemistry. Um, so that's a worry for me because the Jazz have pretty much been fine the whole time. Um, but I just do not like the Jazz. Um, they're just not – they're built to beat teams like the Thunder who aren't playoff-ready like ready teams. But the Nuggets, I feel like 
you're not really getting under Jokic's skin all that much. I think Jamal Murray could easily play with Donovan Mitchell. Um, and, yeah, but it'll be interesting to see how much Gobert is able to limit Jokic. Um, mm-hmm. Especially considering now they're trying to get Jokic out and running in transition, which will kind of negate a lot of Gobert's defense. So it'll be interesting to see. It'll be, like you said, very similar teams. Like, everyone kind of thinks about them as in, like, in like a clump. But um, I'm hoping the Nuggets win. I wouldn't say it's really entirely based on a whole lot of facts, just more of a feeling kind of pick. Yeah, we're going Nuggets too. Not a fan of the Jazz. All right. Um, then we got the two-seed Clippers, seven-seed Mavericks. I think Luka will steal one game, but I think this series goes five games. And the Clippers win. Yeah, I'm not always too worried for the Clippers. Yeah, I want this to go like seven. That'd be crazy. That'd be, be a crazy good seven. Yeah. yeah, but probably not. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the Mavs like, didn't look all that great. To be fair, they didn't have a whole lot to play for, but they didn't look all that great in the bubble. I mean, the Clippers also didn't look all that great either, but still, um, just too much talent on that team to screw this one up. All right, so Clippers it is. Uh, let's move east. Uh, you got the Milwaukee Bucks, Orlando Magic. I think this is the easiest sweep of the playoffs. Um, Magic have some good young guys, but they're just not playoff ready, I don't think. And the Bucks will do their thing. So I got Bucks in four. Man, I hate the Bucks. They're scumbags. <laughs> they were like basically, they they just. First off, fuck Giannis for getting ejected. Um, what an idiot. Uh, and then for the rest of them, rest of those bums, no love for them, uh, for rolling over for the Grizzlies. Um, I hate all of them. Um, any team that gives Dante DiVincenzo minutes, uh, X in my book. Um, but I'm not an idiot, so they're going to sweep the Magic. The Magic are not very good. Um there's barely a reason for the Magic to be there. So, basically, four more bubble games for the Bucks before they have an actual real opponent. Yeah. Yeah, Bucks all the way. All right. Uh, Four-seed Pacers, five-seed Heat. Um, when I look at this series, I think they're also similar teams. And, like, T.J. Warren did play out of his mind in the bubble. I just don't think he can sustain that in actual playoff atmosphere. Um, but when I just, I just think like, who's going to be the guy in the last 10 seconds you want that can take the shot. I think Jimmy Butler is for the heat. You have Harrow, you have, um, none, you have Bam Adebayo. I just think they have too much talent for the Pacers. So I'm going to go heat in six. I think the heat are pretty underrated coming in the playoffs. Um, I really like the way they played. I like their depth. Like you said, you obviously have superstar or a star in Jimmy Butler. Um, then you have Tyler Hero, Duncan Robinson, who can all shoot. You have a good big and bam. Um, you have Goran Dragic, who's no slouch, former all-star. So you have guys, and especially, I mean, the Pacers, they're a fine team. Sabonis, technically an all-star. Oladipo played a couple minutes here and there. DJ Warren, obviously, <laughs> bubble guy. Um, but I think they're going to – I think it's going to be a heat in five. I think they're going to roll the Pacers. I don't think the Pacers have anywhere close enough talent to kind of keep up in this series. All right. Pepe? Yeah. 
Um, I'm going to go Pacers in this one. I don't know. I'm just going to change it up, I think. I can see it happening. The Heat, I just don't like the Heat. I don't like Jimmy Butler. Uh, I don't know. If you look at his stats, he's not like, – I don't know. Whenever I see his stats, it always is like uh, he's not as good as I think he is. But I don't know. That's just me. So I'm going Pacers. All right, Pacers it is. All right, <clears throat> three-seed Boston, six-seed Philly. Celtic Sixers. Um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna pick with my heart. I'm gonna go with, not with my head. Say it. Pick with my heart. I'm gonna say Sixers here. Sixers and Sixers. Yeah. Uh, because the one thing I can say about this series confidently, uh, the Celtics have no one to stop Embiid. So if Embiid goes out, scores 40 a night, we're gonna win the series. The problem is not like he might score 30 a night, and it might just not be enough. So we'll see. It also he's relies on injured. Yeah. He's, no, I don't think he's injured. <laughs> it also relies on a lot on um, T. Stiebel, whether or not he can lock up uh, Kemba Walker or Jason Tatum, um, and then how Shake Milton plays. So we'll see. A lot of, lot of factors here. Yeah, no Ben Simmons kind of sealed the deal for me. Yeah. Celtics are way too deep. I mean, you have Tatum, who's getting up there as one of the best scorers in the league. You have Kemba, obviously, one of the best point guards. Going to struggle guarding them without Simmons. Like you said, Thibel might be able to make up a little bit, but you're going from defensive player of the year at point guard to rookie who was guarding Pac-12 opponents last year, who's now going to be asked to guard some of the best scorers in the NBA. And on top of that, even if you are able to limit those two, you still have Jalen Brown, Gordon Hayward. Um, So I'm going to go Celtics in six. Uh, I do think the Sixers have the talent to get a couple of games in here or there, especially if you're right and Bead throws his weight around. But I can't see even full health. The Celtics usually have the Sixers number um, for whatever reason. And now without Simmons, I just can't logically in my head see how they lose Simmons and they get a better outcome this series. We got old nuts now. Al Warford, you know. Gonna pop off in the playoffs. It's gonna come out of nowhere. Yeah, revenge game. <laughs> no, that'd be insane, but it's not gonna happen. Yeah, I go Celtics in this one. Just the Sixers have hurt me too much, especially coming back. Benson is getting injured. All right. It just hurts. So Celtics there's always something on. like that that happens. <laughs> oh yeah, it's awful. Uh, Celtics <laughs> move on. Uh, another kind of, I would say sweep series, but. Two-seed Raptors, seven-seed Nets. The Nets played well in the bubble uh, without their top three or four leading scorers. Um, but I think Toronto sweeps here. I think the Nets are done. I was, I was, thinking, Raptor, I was, was thinking Raptors, but I was thinking maybe six, even seven, considering how well the Nets were playing with Karis LeVert kind of stepping into more of a star role. You have Jared Allen, who was – I mean, I really only watched the last game because the, the Suns were uh, – Needed a great game for the Nets, and I got to give the Nets a ton of credit for going out there and for no, for really no reason, putting in full effort against the Blazers. But the Nets are deep. I wouldn't say there's like a huge drop off anywhere in talent. You have Joe Harris, um, underrated shooter. You have, um, as I said, Jared Allen was great on the offensive boards. Um, you have Levert. Oh, I'm trying to think who else you have. But, yeah, I mean, I don't have to see the Raptors as, like, this 
obviously they play a great style of defense with all the switches and stuff like that and like how fluid they are but even the Blazers who were playing for everything they had playing to get into the playoffs couldn't stop Karis LeVert for the most part um, down the stretch so I could see him stealing a game maybe two um, but yeah, I think you're right the Raptors are just too well coached to let this get out of hand all right yeah Raptors, I guess. That's one. All right. Get back to the West. Uh, we have the Lakers and the Rockets. This would be a fun series. <laughs> I mean, you got to think the Lakers win, considering how well they played. They got the one seed. Um, yeah. This is a scary series. Um, but you got to think LeBron could probably shut down Harden. LeBron's obviously not, like – Super well-known for being full-effort defense, but I think at this point, they kind of need a championship. I think he'll take Harden. Um, I think he's got the size and the speed to kind of negate Harden. Um, sure, you pro- I mean, thinking about it, about it in my mind, maybe you don't match him up because you can get worried that LeBron might accidentally get into some foul trouble, but it'd be tough. That's yeah. tough for the refs to call when you have the two guys who get all the calls against each other. Um I guess you have Danny Green, 3-and-D guy. Put him on him. Danny but you have a uh, – it's AD. Who's stopping AD on the Rockets? Yeah. I know yeah, he didn't play well in the sure. bubble, but he's taking P.J. Tucker to the hole every time. Um, and P.J. Tucker is the biggest guy they got, basically. So you just have to hope that AD – something's off with him and it continues. But it might not even LeBron might not even have a good series considering how much he's going to defer to AD considering the matchup. Yeah, I agree. All right, so we got the yeah. Lakers. Be awesome, the Lakers. Go all the way. So we got the Nuggets uh, versus the Clippers. This is probably not who the Clippers wanted to see round two. Um, the Clippers also kind of play a small ball defense. I guess they have a. Montrez Harrell, and they have they now have Jokic Noah. It's kind of old, but I guess someone to throw on Jokic. Um, we'll see. I think the Clippers come out win this in six. <clears throat> Paul George and Kawhi is just too good. Yeah, I mean the Nuggets have Jokic, who's kind of on close to their level as far as like talent, but after that, like say just like generously say Kawhi and Jokic cancel out. They don't have a Paul George level talent. Um, you have Lou Will, Montrezl Harrell, Landry Shamet. Just so many ways the Clippers can beat you. On top of the fact that you're already going to have to struggle so much to just play your own offensive game. Like the Nuggets have looked good with the run and gun every once in a while um, with the big guys with Bull Bull, but that was the bubble and that was against teams not trying. I think the Clippers have all the, the defense necessary to slow that down. I think once you slow it down, the talent level really. Um, shows itself. So I think the Clippers will probably make short work probably in five, I'd have to say. All right. Yep. Clippers um, it is. Clippers it is. All right. East uh east side we got the Bucks and the Heat. I think this is the potential upset. I think this is it. I don't think yeah. anywhere else you'll find an opportunity for a one seed to lose so early. I think the Bucks could totally just not prepare well for the Heat. They just think they're like, oh, we'll win in four or five. But I see this series going to six or seven. Um, so I'll, I'll be the bold take guy. I'll say the Heat win. 
Said he'd be the Bucks. I'll join you. Right. I want. I want to say the Bucks <laughs> to lose. Um. Uh. So I mean, the Heat. If we're looking at the depth, is kind of equal. Um. I think that they're, they're pretty equal. Um. I mean, Giannis is better than Jimmy Butler, but they're both stars. Jimmy Butler can shoot better than Giannis, so you have that. One problem is, um. Giannis kind of negates a lot of offense, considering how good he is defensively. Um, and the Heat aren't terrible, but I don't think they have anyone like that on the other end. So, Giannis, obviously, as far as the Bucks go, as far as, as long as they get Giannis going, you're kind of screwed. So, if they somehow figure out a way to get Giannis to slow down. Not... I think Bam is actually, like, a good defensive center. I think he's one of the ones that can slow Giannis down. Yeah, because the thing with Giannis, you have to keep up with him because he's yeah. going to get running. So if you have someone like Bam who's a little more athletic big, who can get him in transition and force everyone to stop up and run an offense, um, that's going to help you out a whole lot because you're not going to have Giannis in transition bulldozing his way to the rim. Um, so I think the Heat could pull it out. It would be fun. It would definitely shake things up. So I'm going to stick with the Heat uh, during Eastern Commerce Finals. All right, Pabby? Yeah, I'm going with the Heat on this one. That's, that's what I like to see. All right, we got the Heat moving on. All right, now we have Celtics-Raptors, 3-2 series, 3-2 um, matchup. Um, they're both both kind of deep teams, but I think defensively the Raptors are definitely better, the better team. And Kyle Lowry's kind of an afterthought, but he'll he can put up 20, 25 points on a consistent basis. Um, I think they'll be fine. You have guys, like, defensively, they have Ananobi. Um, I'm trying to think of their center. Do they have Valanchet? No, they have uh, – who's, who's Toronto's center right now? Oh, no, Marcus Hall. Sorry. Yeah. That's a good call. Marcus Hall, yeah. Don't they still have Ibaka? I don't know if they still have Ibaka. I'm not sure. But I know they have Marcus Hall, and he's one of the best defensive centers. I think he has a couple deep boys. So, uh, yeah, I think the Raptors take this in six or seven. You know, I'm going to go with the Celtics. Um, I liked how they played in the bubble. Um, I like they have guys who, if one person's not scoring, someone else can pick up the slack. Uh, I think they're better than they were last year. Um, losing Kyrie for Kemba has turned out great for them. I think Kemba definitely meshes up a lot better than Kyrie does. Um, I think Tatum's improved, um, and there you have two. It's two great coaches. Nick Nurse was the great equalizer in the first series because he's just such a good coach. But I'm a huge Brad Stevens fan, and if the coaches are even, we're gonna go to see him a little bit more talent. I think the Celtics are a little bit more talented offensively. Um, plus, you have guys like Marcus Smart who kind of pick it up on the defensive end. So I'm gonna go with the Celtics moving forward. Yeah, I'm going to go Celtics on this one. I would just like to see Celtics move on. I think they're more interesting to watch, too. So, All right. Moving back to the West. Uh, Lakers versus the Clippers is the matchup everyone wanted before the season. <laughs> We've been looking forward to it all year. Um, basically, whoever wins this series may win it all, a lot of people would think. <sighs> I don't know. I think it's because seven games. Um, 
I w- I'll say I'll say I want the Lakers to win, but I think the Clippers might win. So I'll say I'm going Lakers in seven, and I'm saying this is LeBron's greatest playoff performance of his career. I'm saying right. this trumps so this trumps awesome. the three-one comeback against the Warriors. I think LeBron averages ridiculous numbers. He saved up all of his energy for this series. He goes all out, um, and he's just too much for Kawhi. He finally proves. Kawhi is just a little step below him, and he kind of just takes over the series. Um, so I'm going with the Lakers in seven. Moving on. Yeah, I'll go Lakers too. That'd be awesome if that would happen. That'd be like the savior of the 2020 season. Right there. All that in one series. Oh, that'd be awesome. I, think it, I think it will happen, but that series is going to be awesome. Um, all right. Uh, Eastern side, we have the Heat and the Celtics in the Eastern Conference semifinal or Eastern Conference finals. Um, Match up. I think they match up pretty well against each other. Um, I guess you could say the Heat have a little more star power than the Raptors, if you want to go there. Um, let's see. Let's go Toby Butler, Harrow, uh, Nunn at a bio, and then you have does – Hayward, does Hayward get minutes? Does he still play? Gordon Hayward? Yeah. Yeah, he still plays. Yeah. He does? Yeah. I didn't know that. Um – so yeah, you have Brown, Tatum, Kemba, Hayward. Um, and then yeah, Boston doesn't really have much of a center, but I guess it's they're gonna rely on that guard play. Yeah, it'll be it'll be close. Jimmy Butler's a good defensive wing, so we'll see. He can lock up a guy or two. I've been talking of the Heat, but I think I'm gonna go Celtics just so we get uh, a Celtics Lakers final. They're pretty even. Pretty even teams coming in, and it's gonna be kind of nice to have. Even like obviously Celtics Lakers big rivalry, but Celtics Heat back in the day was a huge rivalry too. So it's a couple semi-historic um, teams, organizations or teams meeting each other. Um, but I think it'd be fun to get a nice Lakers Celtics bubble championship. Um, and plus, I guess looking forward past this to the finals. The Celtics have always given LeBron, at least the, this version of Celtics, have given LeBron some problems. Um, last couple of years in Cleveland, him versus Tatum and Brown, um, series that look like LeBron should just walk over them have kind of evaporated and been huge battles. Um, uh, Tatum's obviously gone back and forth with LeBron here and there, so it'd be kind of fun to see that as the finals um, this year. Yeah, I'm going Celtics on this one. Lakers-Celtics final. Awesome. All right. I say Lakers in five. I don't think that's competitive for the Lakers. I think they 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 blew their load, the Clippers, and they're like, all right, I'm done with this shit. I'm just going to get this over with. I think the Lakers would manhandle the Celtics. Yeah, I'll go Lakers in six. Lakers in six or five, yeah. Yeah. All right, cool. So, Flyers and Lakers. That'd be fun. Breaking <laughs> the future right here. <laughs> On spew. All right, good stuff. Good stuff. All right, what do we want to do now? We want to do – Peppy, you had a question. I did, I Random did. question. Well, I guess this counts as a random question. It's like, yeah, it's a little movie, random question. Yeah. It's like, what's, what's the greatest, worst movie ever? Or, like, a movie that was so bad that it was good? 
I gotta answer. All right, so uh, we all know Nicolas Cage. Um, <laughs> one of the best, like, bad actors. Well, I guess he's not a bad actor, but, like, a pretty memeable actor. Yeah, he's pretty <laughs> memeable. And I saw, like, Ghost Rider, and I had the DVD when I was little. Oh my probably God. when I was, like, nine. And then Ghost Rider 2 came out when I was, like, 12 or 13. Well, my cousins were like in the movie theater and we just it was just like a terrible action sequence and we just laughed we're like this is so bad like it's funny but it's good it's entertaining like it's, it's ghost rider 2 and it was literally you so saw the bad. second one in the movie theater yes. what's wrong with you yes oh, it was so scene we're idiots. <laughs> and uh so it was so bad that it was good yeah the is that based off a comic series yeah is it, a, okay, a, so like, wasn't just like something they just created. It's a Marvel. Character. It is. Yeah. Oh, they botched it so hard. Yeah. Maybe because of Nicolas Cage, his yeah. like, yeah, yeah. Um, I would go any of the, like the scary movies, epic movie. No, oh, yeah. Meet Super the Spartans. Yeah. Vampires suck. All of those superhero so movie, bad. disaster movie, They're so good. Yeah. So good. Epic movie was so good. <laughs> Damn. Yeah, those are good. Sam, you got one? Uh, I think if I had to pick one, I'd probably stick with Grown Ups 2. Grown Ups 2 oh, that movie is always horrible. a great time. <laughs> always a great time. Um, the first one kind of had a point. Second one, no point at all. Um, just even more celebrities. Even more just like horrible references but it's just it's just so bad that like you just whole like all your brain shuts down and you just like laugh because it just it kind of like it, you just know no logic yeah so yeah another one is scooby-doo escape from spooky island that movie you guys have seen that right wait, wait cartoon or live action live action which so is the second one? They, I don't know what was in the series, but they go to the like they they're not a group anymore, and they reform to do this one last. Case. Yeah, it's the first live action. Spooky actually. Island. Yeah, I guess it was the first one. I think I've seen it. And the whole plot is horrible. Yeah. <laughs> but it's so good. It's like a masterpiece because it's so bad when you're watching it. If you just rewatch it, you, there's some weird references in there, and it's just great. It's well put together. But horribly done. Sam, like, which so one did good. which one did we watch? Fifty two oh nine. We watched um Cyber Chase, the cartoon. No, uh, sophomore year. We watched the live action so- one. Remember this? Maybe it was just a Shaggy and Scooby scene. No, it was the, uh, it was the second Scooby Doo, the second live action Scooby Doo. Okay, it was the second one. All right. Yeah. That one's actually like better. Like that one is watchable. Yeah. Boogie Island, you're watching. You're like, this is what was happening. I love I've seen it like six times. You're, you're a big fan? Yeah. I wouldn't even consider it a bad movie. What? Dude, the, when's the last time you've seen it? I had a couple years ago. Not recently, but I remember, <laughs> like, I guess you write the plot, like, it's kind of weird. Because um, there's, like, actual monsters, which is, like, that's always something they screw up in Scooby-Doo. I don't like whenever <laughs> it turns out that they're, like, real yeah. monsters. I mean, I guess not all the time, because Cyber Chase is kind of a real monster. That's a good one. But like it's Cyber Chase it, is a classic one, like as a kid. Yeah. But they have this formula the set up. Great. 
So yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It's just something we would watch in my apartment all the time. My one roommate was obsessed with it, and who? He just Owen Moran. Yeah. Loves it. Big big fan of it. I just watch every time we watch it. We're just like, this is this is hilarious. It's so funny because it's like the jokes in it. Some of them are like pretty inappropriate too. <laughs> it's like, what is this? Uh, anyways, it's a good funny. movie. I highly recommend. Give it a watch. All right, those are our greatest bad movies. Um, I guess we could do a little movie quote mystery. I got one up. I got one up. Um, I don't know if everyone's like the pro- the reason I do a lot of like Tarantino and Nolan movies is I've never seen them. But like when I get a when I get away from that, like if I'm only hitting one one person that's seen it, like I don't know. But I'll do it anyway. All right, here we go. You never say I'm gonna fight you. You just smile and act natural, and then you sucker punch them. One more time. You never say, I'm going to fight you. You just smile and act natural, and then you sucker punch him. Is this a funny movie? Like comedy? I'd say so, yeah. Not like strictly comedy, but like adventure comedy. Sucker punch. Sam, you got it? No, but it sounds familiar. I feel like I'm going to know it. I, I feel like if I say if I say the director, it'll give it away. If I say, don't, don't say the director, then give it it'll give it away. It's the nice guys. No, no, but I know what you're talking about there. Yeah. Um. All right, it's Wes Anderson. I'll say that. Uh. Okay. I think I know what it is. Yeah, I remember what it is now. Go for it, Sam. It's Life Aquatic of Steve Zissou. Yes, of course it is. What? It's the Life Aquatic. Is... Oh, Teddy, you'd like yeah, to is, is that a popular movie? Not that popular, I would say. Will loves it. It's one of those favorites. It's like, it's like my top ten. It's good stuff. What's it called? Yeah. The Life Aquatic with Steve Zissou. It's, uh, it's basically Bill Murray being Bill Murray on the like on a boat. Man, they like go on an adventure. Kind of thing. He's like a marine biologist. It's it's really funny though. And it also has uh uh what's his face from the lighthouse? Will Willem Dafoe. He's good in it. Willem Dafoe. Oh, wait, Owen Wilson. Owen Wilson, yeah. Willem Dafoe is yeah, the Owen rat in Fantastic Mr. Fox. Remember the rat? Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. Blew my mind I when I saw that. It's is it a kid movie? No. No. I would not, not say really. that. Yeah, they're all stuck on that tiny little thing. Right. <laughs> Submarine? All right. You should watch it. Yeah. All right, I got one. Um, okay, so mine is, um, for a true hero isn't measured by the size of his strength, but by the strength of his heart. That was so corny. I know. Thanks. So, if it's a corny statement, what do you think it's from? This is like one of my favorite childhood movies. Sky High. 
No. That that does sound like it would be right though. Yeah. <laughs> it is about like strength. I think about it, it's a really strong guy. Someone's mm-hmm. telling him that. Kids movie. Animated. Anime. Oh, uh, no, probably not. I was gonna say Iron Giant. Is it Wreck It Ralph? No, it it's when we were kids. Hmm. All right, it's uh, I'm giving I'm giving it up. It's Hercules. Oh. Uh, His dad tells him that. Zeus. It's a good one. I don't know if I've seen Hercules start to finish, honestly. Oh, that's a jam. That's a great one. That, that's a sin, Will. Under, I can under, watch it. Underrated music. Dude, we Whatever. had... Oh, had, yeah. Great music. Me and Sam were in, like, a Greek class. Greek history class. I, I guess it was Greek. And uh, our teacher was, like, super Greek. And on our PowerPoint, we did, like, a PowerPoint slide, and Sam put, like, gifts of, like, Hercules. And he's like, what is that? And we're like... <laughs> like, you've never seen Hercules? You hadn't even heard of it. Yeah. What? Yeah, it was insane. It's not like a, a not known movie. It's it's pretty common. Yeah. Disney. It's Disney too. It's Disney, right? It's Disney. Yeah. 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 So. Yeah, I got one. I got one. Dorky chicks like you turn me on too. Hmm. It's very relevant to our conversation. What was our conversation? I can't just tell you what the <laughs> conversation was. Dorky girls like you turn me on too. Is that a comedy? Yeah. That's it. What? Wait. What? Wait, well, what'd you say? I said Ghost World. No, it's not Ghost World. Yeah. Is it comedy, though, you said yes to that? It is comedy. Okay. Bench Warmers. No. Oh, that's a great movie. <laughs> I haven't seen it in forever. Um, use another hint. Um... It's more of a family comedy. It's more of a kid's comedy. Hmm. Which makes the line that much weirder. Live action. <laughs> Live action, yes. Like, it's a sexual statement. So I can't imagine yeah. a kid saying it. That kid does not say it. Okay. Alright, I, I don't know. Maybe oh. the director. Uh, I think the director is Brian Singer. Mr. Uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. I don't think that helps you at all. Let me just double check, make sure I got that right. No, that does not help. Hmm. This is tough. Uh, it was not Brian Singer. Brian Singer did the 
This is a series, he the second one. This is a series? Yeah. Daddy's home. Two. No. Oh my god. <laughs> Don't ever say that again. That sounds great. Why would Sam ever quote that movie? No. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Let me see. There was I got the director wrong. I got different director. Did Brian Singer was definitely part of this. Oh no, it wasn't James Gunn. It was the guy. James Gunn is. James Gunn wrote yeah. the movie. I still don't know. You're gonna have to tell us. It's Scooby Doo Spooky Island. Oh. What? Yeah. See, exactly. When I told you, it has these weird, like, sexual things. It's like, what? You go back and watch it, there's a bunch of them. Damn. Did you have that before? I had no. That, I, I just remembered it when you were bringing it up, so I looked it up. Oh, what the okay. exact quote was. Dude, great movie. Great bad movie. All right. <clears throat> no one got any of those, did they? No one got blue. I think so. Yeah. Stumped each other. I don't know if that's ever happened. No one got any of them. I don't know. Will's got to stick to his Tarantino then. <laughs> Running out. <laughs> All right, top five. Um, in honor of, we should be watching Olympic sports right now. We should be watching. Well, I don't even know. Oh, does this real question? Does this mean Michael Phelps is like done? No, oh, it's only moving a year back. So. Oh, I yeah. thought it was four years. No, it's twenty twenty one now. Still in Tokyo. So I guess I guess we'll do one more. We'll see. All right. <clears throat> honor of the Olympics. We should be watching right now. Do top five Olympic sports, summer or winter, that you like watching? All right. Go for it, Will. Number five, I'm going to go track. Track and field. Like, the 100-meter dash is always, like, one of the best events to watch. Um, Usain Bolt, obviously. Um, Yeah, number four. Number four, I'm going to go curling. Curling. It's a good time. Winter Olympics. You're a fan? Winter You're a Olympics. fan of curling? They, just, they sweep the guy. <laughs> don't know all the rules. I don't know all the rules, but it's a good, it's a good time watching. So that's curling. Um, number three, look at the classic. The classic is swimming. Um, every summer, swimming is probably the most exciting event. Seeing Michael Phelps, Katie Ledecky, just whoop ass in all their events good time um so yeah swimming uh number two where am i going with number two i like a good i like a good fencing good fencing match fencing's always fun <laughs> they have the swords out they would do a little bang they make the noise when they hit each other uh fencing's always good and my number one the luge probably the most dangerous of events because people just die on the luge but the luge it's freaking awesome. Um, bobsledding, luging, all that stuff. Just going super fast. They have to beat each other's times. It's always a good time. Those are my top five. Yeah, definitely, definitely an interesting watch. One to watch, especially with the risk involved. Mm-hmm. The risk makes it even more interesting to watch. I don't know. But I prefer the, the Summer Olympics. Yeah, me too. Than anything yeah. else. I think that, that ranks the highest. All right. 
fine. They got number five. We got gymnastics. Gymnastics is always fun to watch, especially because America's always good. We've got a wide variety of good um, gymnastic people. We've made good in, there's a bunch of different categories. So number four, I have rowing. Good old one of oh, the most bro. famous famous sports. Cox and talk about rowing. But only the only the finals. Like the, yeah. the very last race in the in the eights. So mm-hmm. the, the longest boats. Just because it's cool to see, they're usually pretty competitive. So and it's like a five minute race and just to see them go down and see how close it is. Usually like the powerhouse like uh, countries like Germany. And just to see like if you when you're looking at the boats, like some of the guys are so big. It's mm-hmm. like, they don't seem natural. Um, number three, I have 100 meter, so track and field, but specifically the 100 meter. Always fun to see Usain Bolt, as Will said. Number two, we got volleyball. Yeah, I was thinking of always like a weird, weirdly competitive sport. Yeah, it's fun to watch, easy beach, to follow. Beach volleyball. Yeah, beach volleyball has it's yeah. like the duos, whatever it is. Good yeah. stuff. And number one, the sport that I've watched the most, swimming, just because. America's always been so we have Michael Phelps, um, Kay Ledecky, right? It's like it, it's just fun to watch because they're so good. They're not just good, they're like they're so good. <laughs> yeah. There's so many events that they win. It's like if you miss one, it's like, okay, there's another one where they're probably gonna win again. So those are my top five. All right. Sam. Okay. At number five, I'm starting with the the luge in the winter. Um, big fan of sledding. Growing up, uh, basically just professional sledding. Um, surprisingly dangerous because that one guy who died that one time a couple Olympics ago. Horrible. Oh um, and I don't know. Just it's just an interesting sport because it doesn't really seem like you do a whole lot. You just lie down on the board and point your toes. Um, number four, I got ping pong. Um, it's always fun to have Olympic sports that you could kind of feel like you could just qualify for if you just practice hard enough. Um, everyone's like pretty decent at ping pong and it's really fun to watch like how they play versus how like regular people play, even all the spin they have and like the crazy shots they pull off. Um, number three, I'm going to agree with volleyball. Volleyballs, it's one of the easier sports to understand and keep track of because it's just one point at a time. You're playing the 21. I think it's three sets. Um, I'll do indoor or outdoor. Indoor is kind of fun. You see the whole team communicating and stuff um, and moving around. Then outdoor, you can beach volleyball. You have the two people back and forth covering the whole ground. Um, So, yep. Number two, I'm going to go with uh, Olympic basketball because it's pretty hilarious to watch most of the time. U.S. just runs havoc on every other country. Um, when we get our good guys cooking, um, we can put up some ridiculous numbers. There was that there was that pre-Olympic tournament a couple years ago where Paul George almost 360 dunked on someone. So that's the kind of oh stuff you can expect to see when you're watching basketball. And number one is Olympic hockey in the winter. Um, now that they're bringing NHL players back, I'm pretty sure. Uh, it's the sport where all the professionals come and it's not like an absolute blowout because they're kind of evenly distributed among the countries. So 
like Canada is usually the favorite, but it'd be no surprise if a team like Russia or the U.S. or Sweden won. Finland, there's so many teams with like all-star level talent. Um, so that's probably the most fun because it's probably the most competitive to watch. All right. I like it. Good mix of winter and summer there. Um, yeah, sounds good. All right, what do you guys want to do now? I don't really know. I don't know what else we could do. Oh, uh, in honor of Shark Week ending yesterday, uh, I feel like sharks, I think, go visit episode eight, the great shark debate. We debate three sharks. You should check it out, listeners. If you're a new listener, whatever. Most um, low-key Shark Week I've ever seen. Dude, it's I, so tragic. All right, listen. When yeah. you were 12, and it's the summer, what was bigger than Shark Week? Nothing. Nothing was bigger Nothing, than Shark Week. Your yeah. summer revolved yeah. around getting to Shark Week, watching every new, every new show all the years past shows. Special guest Andy Samberg was like the host one year. Like it was like a big thing. It was like a big deal. Shark After Dark. There's a little talk show. Oh, Shark Week's the best. It's the best. Yeah, I haven't seen like any ads for it. No. Haven't seen any hype. No insane special. And it sucks because you've got guys diving like 80 feet in the water surrounded by sharks to get like this footage and like no one cares. <laughs> yeah. I think they lost like because of a lot everything going on. I think a lot of people didn't yeah. want to go out because a lot of the stuff they did was outside the country. Yeah. So and now they're like you're not allowed to leave the country. So, true. I think that wouldn't do a lot, but still, it's it's just sad because everyone like this would be a great time to have a shark week. Everyone's inside; mm-hmm. they have nothing to do. Why not just yeah. binge Shark Week? You know what I mean? They have twenty four hour specials on. Yeah. Now it's like I didn't. You're saying today is the last day? Yesterday was. Or yesterday or sorry, yesterday? Saturday. Saturday. Saturday was. I think it's Saturday or Saturday. I didn't even. I didn't even really know it was Shark Week. I did watch a bit. Yeah. I watched a bit of it. That's why I wrote the Shark blog. Cause... Uh, okay. Still, sad. Yeah. Gotta bring it back. Oh, what about um, even better? Not even better. Probably worse. But what about Sharknado? There's like five of those. I think they're doing another one. Oh, my God. That's usually Have every summer they come out. I've seen like two, maybe three. They're so bad. That's they're that hilarious. Movie, yeah, for our section earlier, bad movie that's good. Sharknado is the perfect. Sharknado, answer. only the first two though. Yeah, I don't. I I wouldn't go past two. The yeah. idea gets pretty dragged out after that. Yeah. It's funny, and then you're like, okay, you're overdoing it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We get it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. All right. So, all right. This has been episode, I think, sixteen of spew oh uh no guests so what's our outro gonna be we can do the first song that pops up let's do some uh wheatwood mac which one break the chain the chain? Yeah. Yeah. Chain's a good one. Yeah. All right. We'll do chain. All right. This has been episode 16 of Spew. Signing off. Adios. And Peace. here's the chain. <laughs>